Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're born an Italian If you want your life to be great See that you're born an Italiano And your life will be great From the moment you're a small bambino You eat pizza, you drink vino Then they make you roly-poly you get stuffed with ravioli. If your mama's a paisano, you will have the world on a plate. So see that you're born in Italiano and your life will be great. Buongiorno, paisani, and welcome back to another episode of the Italian American Podcast. I am your host, John Viola, and I am thrilled to invite you to join us today from our brand new studio space here in Manhattan. I hope you can hear the difference. And really, really excited to welcome everybody into the Italian American podcast today because, well, because first and foremost, before I introduce our very special guest, this will be the first time that Rosella and I are manning the ship uh, alone as co-host, right? I'm excited, JV. Yeah, I, this I is mean, an all Brooklyn episode, with the exception of our guest. I think. What did you call us? The uh, the, the the Regis and Kathy Lee of Italian American Brooklyn. I I couldn't be prouder <laughs> of that title. Yeah, I, I mean. I, if I had to have somebody with me on this, this is uh, Rosella's the person, and really most especially thanks to Rosella. We've got a great guest here today with us, and it's going to be an amazing conversation. We've been off mic for a while, and so much to talk about. Giuseppe the MC, Giuseppe Maleka, all the way from Toronto, Canada. Welcome to uh, what's becoming the Italian American Podcast Studio. This is uh, this is very exciting for me. Oh, it's exciting I'm, for me I'm too. Pumped. Yeah, we're really happy to have yeah. you here. Uh, I'm sure everybody out there in our audience knows you from social media, from your comedy shows, from everything you're doing. Um, you've got a show coming up here in New York. Yeah, I actually have one uh, coming up uh, tonight. Tonight. Tonight, uh, it's going to be at the Broadway Comedy Club with Rocco the Comic, uh, Rocco Deserto, he goes by, and uh, Nikki Petito. Nikki Petito. We're going to have to tweet this out and all the, whatever that kind of social media stuff, because we're going to air this. This is Friday. We're going to air on Monday, but I'd love to get everybody uh, a yeah, little we'll, advance notice. We'll, we'll promote across yeah. channels. And just like to let you know how strong your name is, John thought your name was just Giuseppe the MC. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, so Giuseppe Maleka is his name for, you know, for the door, for the doorman and stuff. I, I've and actually, like, what? I've actually only been addressed by Giuseppe the MC. Like people, when they see me, they don't. Say hey Giuseppe. They say hey Giuseppe the MC. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, uh, okay, I guess I mean I put <laughs> Not that. Bad. I put it's that like when there. people call me cooking with Nona. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just respond. <laughs> That's but, uh, yeah. That's yeah. true. A lot of people refer to you as cooking with Nona. I noticed that actually. Yeah. I mean, it's just I. Uh, but I think if that starts to happen, I think it it just proves that all whatever we're all trying to do is working. Uh, definitely, hundred percent. That and is I'm, true. Uh, I'm very grateful that uh, 
at least people call me Giuseppe, which yeah. is what the what I've tried to maintain my entire life because I'd introduce myself to Italians and say, "Hey, I'm Giuseppe," and they would say, "Hey, Joe." I no, I I go by Giuseppe. That happens a lot. That's what I like. That's I why a, I adjust myself. I got a buddy way. in Chicago whose name is uh, Roberto. And everybody calls him Bob. It drives him crazy. Oh, he can't. Uh, it's great Chicago accent. Like, hey, Bab. And he's like, it's not Bob. It's Roberto. He goes, he goes nuts for it. But yeah, it's important. We talk about that a lot. Keeping yeah. the names. And it's a big part of your identity, really. Oh, definitely, definitely. And you know what? I've, uh, I named my kids after my father, my father-in-law. And, you know, Domenico and Antonio. And they, uh, they stick to it. Their friends don't call them Dom or Tony. They, they've. They've just from day one, and it makes me very happy because you know if if they can uh, maintain it, uh, it's, I think it's important. Oh, big time! We we actually did an episode recently on bringing up children with the culture in the modern world because our co-host Dolores is right around the corner expecting her first child. Yeah, she's not here right now because she's like making a life. And, yes, she's you know, creating she's humanity. And have you all debated on what the kid's name is going to be? Uh, uh, there wasn't a debate actually. She yeah. she she's naming him after her father in law. Perfect. Which yeah. is you know the uh, the There's right way to, to do discuss it. Then. That's no, it's great. <laughs> there was no conversation actually. I, I did see something on social media that said uh, something effective like when my wife and I found out we were pregnant, we had an important conversation about naming the kid after my father. And essentially, like if there was the answer was no, there was no, you know, I was gone. It was like hey, this was this a, is the exact conversation I had with my wife when we were dating. A weekend, I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to marry this girl. And uh, I said, look, so if you want to move forward with me, I only have two rules. A, you don't smoke, I don't smoke. I'm against smoking. And the second thing is my first, our first child, if it's a boy, his name is Domenico. And that's it. Yeah, 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 I know. She was uh, obviously head over heels. Above <laughs> she didn't <laughs> yeah, say yes to anything. So let's fast forward now. Seven years later, we had just gotten married. And uh, we went to Italy. We were walking around at a, at a festival, and they had this uh, a book at one of the bancarelli, and it was Italian names. And I saw her buy the book. <laughs> and I stayed quiet. I'm like, okay. And this is around the time, uh, part of my friendship, but we were trying. Let's say. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so I'm like, what? Why'd you get this book? Oh, you know, I really like Italian names. I just I wanted to review them. I'm like, oh, okay, sure, no problem. Fast forward now, she's. She's pregnant, and uh, we actually didn't know if it was going to be a boy or girl. We kept it a surprise for all, all three of our kids. And uh, she started going through the book, started looking at names. Not like, good. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> well, you know, I wanted to talk to you about this. I want to, I want to, I want to name our kid uh, something other than. I said, no, no, hold on. Let's reference back seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. We had you a major conversation. A That's right. You know, yeah. I said we can split ways now, but. <laughs> You got to let me know if you're okay with us naming our, our first son Domenico. So it was a hard fought battle, but the kid's name is Domenico. It's worth it. I, I my, I'm named John. My grandfather's Giovanni. Yeah, and I'm aware constantly of that difference. Like, so you know, obviously I'm still named after him, but no, of course. Uh, I think that keeping the Italian names. My wife and I have this conversation all the time, and my brother uh, had the first child in the family, my nephew, who's named after my dad. And uh, my mom, you know, they didn't want to tell us, him and his wife, didn't want to tell anybody what they're going to name the kid. And my mom was like, you think they'll name it after dad? I'm like, mom, there's no way they're not naming this kid after dad. I mean, I I knew that was like a safe bet. And it was kind of, uh, everybody else was kind of taking bets. But when Vincent came out and he 
bore that name and it just meant a lot to everybody and you oh, get, it's like, wonderful it's a blessing you're giving the kids something you know? i think it's important it's like you really you know where exactly where you came from yeah you know you can trace it back that way yeah. um instead of just naming a kid that's like name that means nothing i mean in italy they do that now they're so into like naming kids like madison and parker and if your name is Madison and Parker, please don't send me a letter. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know. Yeah, I but, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Thwarted, but, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. My you know what? At the end of the day, to each their own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look, cause if they don't feel that they wanted to do that or not, but that's what I had in my heart. That's what I always wanted. You know, my first son is Domenico. I, I slipped in his middle name is Michelangelo after my mother's father because he, she never had a chance to name a kid that. And uh, and I, I slipped that in while my wife was still drugged up on the table. I said, by the way, we're, named, we're putting in Michelangelo. She's like, all right. I'm like, okay, sign now. You know, and then, uh, you know, when my second was born, uh, came up boy, I named him Antonio Salvatore after his father because uh, my father-in-law didn't have any boys. Wow. And for him, it was like, he was more happy that he got the middle name Salvatore, my father-in-law, yeah. than his name. He's like, I never got anybody to preserve that name and you've done this for That's us. That's beautiful. And, and it was like, I don't know. For me, it's just, it's the only gift I can possibly give my dad. <laughs> You're right. I can't give him anything. It's the greatest He doesn't gift. want anything. You yeah. can't buy an Italian any gift. No. They're like, why'd you buy this? <laughs> Not at yeah. all. But you name him, you know. Italian parents, you give them gifts, and they're like, what are you, stupid? <laughs> That's absolutely yeah. right. Why'd you, why'd you waste money? your money? Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, always yeah. the case. My father-in-law's got a no-gift policy. He's like off the boat, and he he wants nothing. He's There's like, nothing you can We got him. no gifts as kids. I don't want gifts now. He's like, this is not my... He's completely adamant. Right. I actually gave him a chocolate bar one Christmas that said... Something like, I don't want no gifts or something like that. And he was the best gift he ever got. He yeah. loved he loves stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous things yeah. make them happy. Yeah. I'm convinced they refuse to use what you give them for lo- the longest time. <laughs> like I, mo- I bought my mom the George Foreman grill. <laughs> it's new. It was in, yeah, yeah. It was in the box, I swear to God, for two years. Yeah. Ma, you're going to take this out. You can use it. it. It'll help you in the kitchen. No, I like my way. <laughs> microwave? A microwave was... Uh, it was a gift given to us as a gift by Akumara. It stayed in the box in our living room for, I swear to God, a year and a half. Wait, but your that. mom uses the microwave but doesn't admit to using the microwave, Oh, right? yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. She's I have a whole routine about that. That she, 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 it's there and then she'll heat stuff up. She doesn't cook meals out of it. I'm like, you know, she's not going to yeah. disgrace us that way. But she'll, <laughs> she'll, she'll heat stuff up and use it a lot. And then if I make any reference or if anybody makes any reference, oh, you have a microwave? Oh, no, 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 no. My kids use it. They just use it for popcorn. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. My, my my wife and I just got our first microwave. She comes from an Italian family. They don't have one. We had like a heating thing. We like The only thing we use it for is hot water for a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Popcorn, and if my wife's got to wax her legs, she hit. That was why we bought it because she wanted to heat the wax for her legs. So it's like, okay, we have this in the house. Yeah, we don't use it either, to be honest. It's I, I never thing. had one. I, yeah. I never had one. I had one briefly when I lived by myself, which was, you know, a blip of my life. But no one never had one, and I don't have one now. So it's weird. But uh, somehow we've all survived. We, I think, when we came across that great Atlantic Ocean, I think at least I can speak for myself. The aversion to air conditioning went away. I, I I need air conditioning in the summer. My Italian cousins think it's going to kill them. But the microwave, we've never adapted. I, I don't know. It, just, it never took off. I don't have many friends who use them. You, wh- what can we use them for? For the meals that <laughs> we prepare. Question, right? yeah, yeah, you, can't for like, you can't use it for anything. You but can't like, fry chicken cutlets in a microwave. But no, <laughs> that's true. You can't do that. Have you ever reheated chicken ever oh, in a microwave? It's the, the worst, worst thing. 
reheat Ever. anything and it's dead. Our microwave is used for. Uh, you guys have magic bags here. It's basically like a bag of beans inside of. It. They heat it up. You put it on your shoulders if you're like if yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, have yeah, a sword. Yeah. Like a whatever. yeah, yeah. That's what we use it for. The, the magic heat bag. bag. Yeah, I get that. That's true. and uh, and popcorn, which I still kind of like. I don't know, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I use it for popcorn. But speaking of your mom. Like, your mom is the reason you have a career. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, let's 100%. talk about that. Yeah. So, guys, if you're not familiar with Giuseppe the MC, go and follow him on Instagram right now, and you will see a bunch of videos of Giuseppe not quite dressed in drag, but uh, doing a sparkling impersonation of his mom, who I have never met. I've been to Canada now. I've been to Toronto, and I got to spend a lot of time with Giuseppe and his wonderful wife, Rosemary, but I never got to meet the woman behind the greatest act that you do. Oh yeah, I mean it's you, tremendous. You know what? Uh, first off, my mom and I actually do look, do look uh, alike. Uh, she carries the beard not as long <laughs> as mine. She trims it down just because you know society. But uh, no, she's my biggest inspiration. She's uh, the reason why I have a career, like you said. Um, I don't know at what point when I figured out that I can talk like her. Like uh, I, I raised my voice a little bit, and uh, when I started doing comedy. I found that people were drawn towards anything I would talk about my mom at all. You know, I'll just joke about lunches. My, my first joke ever was about lunches, the classic Italian lunch. Um, or the ones that we didn't want to eat, which was like the tuna fish sandwiches. Yes. Like my mom never did like the tuna like everyone else does with like mayonnaise. No. She did like open up a can of the one with the oil mm-hmm. and pour the can right onto the bread. That is honestly my favorite video. It's, it's got the, you know, the culinary aspect in it, but like that was the, the one that I found like the most yeah. relatable was that like the way your Italian mom packs a school lunch is like just a giant loaf of bread, <laughs> two cans of tuna on the bread with the oil. Yeah. Don't drain the oil. Uh, and then like oil, more oil, vinegar, <laughs> tomatoes, like an entire tomato uh, wrapped up in like a plastic bag and stuff and like just throw a fruit in there. And then she gives the bag to Giuseppe. Like Giuseppe dresses like his mom. He doesn't get rid of the beard at all in any of his videos, which I love. Yeah, <laughs> like He doesn't yeah. even try and hide it. It's quite a look. And then at the end, I mean, I don't know how they shoot this, but at the end, he gives himself the soaking wet bag. And I just remember being that kid with the wet bag. Oh, the oil stain bag. Oh, that's cool. That was the And you try to walk into the into the cafeteria holding it like a football. It's just kind of <laughs> like hiding it. God, no. But everybody smelled you coming yeah. a mile away. It's like, so oh, Giuseppe's lunch. And yeah. uh, it, was, it was that sandwich, which was massive, covered in oil. My mom would wrap it in the ever so absorbent wax paper. <laughs> like it was the worst thing. It would just channel the oil to the sides. And then on top of that, she would throw in another sandwich, which was like a peanut butter sandwich. Like she didn't, there was allergies, allergies were created by my mother because it was just peanut butter everywhere. And like, and Rosella said, like 15 fruits literally in there. Like, I'm so not, I only have 10 oil. minutes to eat this. <laughs> yeah, oil, a can of ginger ale from the from the cantina which was like hot by the time you drank it it was like going to work in the mines all my books were destroyed they just had like a a, an oil circle on all of them courtesy of my mother 
I'd like to take you guys through a small collection of Giuseppe the MC's greatest videos, in my opinion. Uh, I share these a lot on the Cooking with Nona page, and everybody always has such a crazy response to them because I think they're just so relatable. I think this is an aspect of Italian-American life that is only understandable by members of the tribe, oh, guys. So the next one I want to talk about is the food shopping at your mom's house. Yes. Oh, that's one of my favorites. This is the video that got me around the world really like this particular video and i almost didn't release it because i had uh my wife we were sitting at, at my house and my wife literally says to me hey we need some tomato sauce like right now i'm like uh okay i'll be back uh, in about a half an hour what do you mean a half an hour i'm cooking now no no, 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 no. you just like it sprung in my head of what i had to do I went to my mom's house, and she was actually frying zucchinis, uh, breaded zucchinis, but I pretended they were cotalette. And do you live, like, really close to your I mom? I live a kilometer and a half from my mother. Okay. From my mother-in-law, about 20 kilometers, but my mom, like, really close. Whenever <laughs> you have anybody who's not American, I think kilometers, like, I'm completely thrown off. That might oh, well be sorry. Seven, it's, so actually, it's exactly yeah. one mile. Okay, perfect. Because it's uh, <laughs> 100, uh, 160 meters is one mile. Wow. So it's it's so one mile exactly. It's all Greek to me. Sorry. Okay. There you <laughs> go, it's good. Guys. I like that. Yeah. Now you guys know you have so a So mom lives around the block. Yeah, she's around the corner. You needed to make Sauce. I needed tomato sauce, so I went there and I just started running up and down the stairs. Like, my, I need, I need to use the cantina. She's like, don't leave the door open too long because she want to let the cold out. I don't know. Of course. And uh, I started shooting, and I literally shot it in two minutes. But I had a bad angle because my mom's cantina is so full. Yeah. I had the tripod. I had to lower one leg, and it was just like whatever. So that was really her cantina. Oh yeah, yeah. like one of her cantinas. My parents have two cantinas. That's fantastic. My parents have the one cantina right down at the bottom of the stairs, uh, for like the tomato sauce, all the giardiniera, all the lupini, everything that's jarred, all her homemade jam. Uh, and then there's like a basket of onions, some fruits. Yeah, that, I mean it's really impressive because it looks like a freaking supermarket. It looks like a store. When you take turn the camera around. It might not have been the same video. It might have been another one. You were in there. I think it was Lupini Beans. You were talking about Lupini Beans. For yeah, yeah, yeah. You turned that around. was recently, yeah. And I was like, holy cow, that is gigantic. So so that's the one cantina. And then they have another cantina <laughs> because they built an extension to the house, and so they obviously built another cantina. Why wouldn't you? And this one's specifically for only two things, wine and uh, the hanging uh, cured meats. It's that's great. And that's all that's, that's fantastic. in there. That's actually a good idea. Yeah, and it's actually a colder container that's a good it's idea. on the other yeah. side of the house. Um, and it's it's great. And so that video, when I shot it, my mom was actually frying something on the thing, so it was it was perfect. I said, Ma, I got to take over the, the oven for a moment. And uh, having done that, I shot this video, I edited it, and I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to release this. I don't like the angle. I don't I don't like what's going on here. And I said, I showed it to a cousin. He goes, you have to air this right now. So I did, and within a couple of days, it had hit like 500,000 views. I don't know like, what is going on here. And then Rosella shared it, and then it hit a million. Like, no, no joking aside, Rosella shared it, and it hit a million views. Wow. Well, and because, I mean, who has not been in this exact situation. You know, if you're Italian-American, you live super close to your mom, or in my case, I mean, I lived upstairs for non from Nona oh. for like 10 years. So, you know, you need something, you don't go to the store. No. You're like, oh, ma, I need this. And, you know, she's got it. They have any any and every, like, jarred product you could imagine. You know, it, it's just a no-brainer. Everybody has gone to their parents' house, or when you go to your parents' house to eat, you know, 
you bring an entire oh, box groceries. of food home yeah. for a My week. mother's famous for putting together the most random, like, care packages for you of stuff that she assumes you're going to need. I may have whatever left in the house, but she's putting it together. And so, My mother-in-law, too. My mother-in-law, like, I called her the other day because for some reason I thought we were jarring tomatoes this year because she does them every other year. And I said, hey, you know, when's tomato? And she said, no, no, it's next year. But don't worry. I have plenty in the basement. Yeah, like, you're, you're fine. You know, I, like, yeah. I know. I'm not worried. Yeah, uh, she knows the up. count. Yeah. She knows the count. And that, but it's also essential to return the empties. Yeah, yeah. the empties are very like, The empties are yeah. very important. Like, she's not too crazy about the lids. That That's not the most important mm-hmm. thing. But the, the jar the itself. Glass, because she has yeah. up replacing the lid yeah. the, on the mason jars and all the containers, everything. So every couple of weeks, we're going back with literally boxes or bags of containers so That's here you go best. and we just we swap out but it's like you're 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 erasing your footprint you know <laughs> that's that true you are you're carbon neutral yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah i mean it, it's really it's a great system oh. if it works if you do your part it's a great system italians and invented recycling yeah yes that's it's, true it's it's, it's ours uh, yeah abs- uh, as a matter of fact the, the biggest recycling company on the west coast i learned this when i was at niaf was started by an italian family in like the 20s because they were basically doing this stuff, and they picked up on the fact that, like, wow, this is environmentally sound. And they built—I forget what it's called now. I, I, you got to forgive me, but uh, it's the largest recycling company on the west coast of the United States, and it was started by a Sicilian family because wow. they were doing this. I mean, I, we we haven't made wine since my grandfather died because we've moved around so much. Um, but I remember so well, and I and I look forward to when I get homemade wine from people like our co-host Dolores because. Hers Just, is quite good. Hers is very good, first of all. It's, it's the kind of wine I like. But secondly, guessing what kind of bottle it's going to come in is a big thing oh, for yeah. me. I love that. I have like, you know, no, 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 that's not San Pellegrino. It's it's actually House White. You know, I think that's the greatest thing in the world. We used to save every kind of glass bottle you could to put wine in. I'm scared to throw out any, like, you know, you buy, like, a, a jar of, like, Tostito sauce or something. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm always making decisions on if my mother is going to use it. I know. You know, or I can just throw in the recycling bin. I say, you know what? I'm going to let her make this decision. She's like, oh, yeah, these are good for this, and this is good for that. And uh, What would important. happen to you if you threw out one of those glass jars? What would, what would her reaction be? She has a count, so I've never done it. <laughs> she she has just a count. She knows. And one time I broke An one, or one of my kids broke one, and I had to go through it. I'm like, oh, i got to explain this to my mother now that I broke <laughs> one of the jars. <laughs> and she's like, it's okay, Vigie, it's okay. But uh, I know deep down inside she's cursing, like, I can't give this kid anything. You know? One time, oh, man. She'll be like, this is why you don't have anything. <laughs> of course. The, you were saying about the wine. So the wine... You know, after it's made, it's put in the big glass yeah. damajans, the big ones. And I heard my dad in the basement crack. Like oh, he, that's He kind of just <gasps> got a bad angle. And the wine all poured out. And he, <laughs> lo- like, he was cursing. I swear to God, I think it was for years. Yeah, but that time I broke the thing. You know, this is why I need your mother to help me lift it now because I can't. I'm like, okay, bye. It's, it's not a big deal. <laughs> Whose comedy page aired a video? This is one of my favorite ones. And I, I'm embarrassed. I can't remember who did it. Of a guy going with his uncle and making sausage, and he tells him he bought too much sausage meat. Have you seen this? The Italian know. uncle's in the basement making sausage, and the kid comes in. He's like, "Oh, Zio, I, I bought you know five hundred pounds, like you told me." And the uncle's like, five hundred pounds." He's like, "It's a fucking disaster," and he's screaming at the kid. It <laughs> kills me every time I see it. I know, I, I know which one it is, but I don't know which one it is. Oh, it's fantastic. But you know why I don't know? It's because there's and uh, and this is a great segue. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that are putting out so much great content. Absolutely. That, that you don't remember who it is. Yeah. You know? I yeah. mean, the one thing you wish you did. Yeah. There's so much great content out there, and uh, I think it's essential to preserve the Italian 
culture. Oh, it's, it's a revolution. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love that we're being documented this way because there's so much, you know, that we could document seriously about yeah. Italian American culture. But I think the greatest parts of Italian American culture are the the parts that you can laugh about with your friends. Yeah. Like, I think those really inspire the best memories. And um, I I like that there's so much humor yeah. in what we grew up with and that we can all kind of commiserate on it and laugh about it. First and foremost, from a historical perspective, if you think about what's lacking in our retelling of history and the, and the way history has been handled, you could know everything that happened to the Roman emperors, but it's hard to know what inside jokes were to the Roman people. You know what I mean? That 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 home culture, it just it's sometimes easy to recreate aspects, but they're not the, the whole story. And we have this blessing of the mobility of, of technology that now we can actually put out there and like you see it with the reactions you get. It's like you said, you shared a video and half a million people, then a million people, because a million people completely related to you going to take groceries out of your mother's gandine. That's real lived culture that could otherwise be lost, but now we can send it out. And you can see how many people relate. You know, I didn't know how important it was until I had hit the stage and until I started putting out videos. For me, it was just like, yeah, I'm making fun of my mom. I'm getting people laugh. Yeah. I got people who come up to me, and I know Rosella has people that go up to her and so on and so forth, that tell them, you know, I forgot. Yep. I forgot about my culture, and you reminded me. Or, you know, my, my grandmother passed away so long ago, and your videos remind me of her, and thank you so much. Um, it's essential. It's Like, this podcast is essential. The videos, the cooking, everything is essential, because if we don't do this, my kids... Listen, I know my kids aren't as Italian as I am. Yeah. But at least they know our roots. And yeah. I'm hoping that they eventually will do what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, and But in their point of view, because they can only do a point of view based on me as the Italian father and my yeah. wife, uh, Italian mother, and my parents and her and, and my in-laws. Um, but it's, I don't know. I, I don't know where I was going with this. But <laughs> <laughs> basically, at the end of the day, um, us putting out things is what's going to preserve this. Um, there's some people that are against it, by the way. Uh, there are some people that are really? against oh, it. Oh, those are the people that say that that would say that you're like exploiting your mother, or like I exploit my grandmother, or exploit you know everyone's exploiting someone or yeah, something. They, the, I mean, uh, but I don't get that. There are some like that, and uh, and it, and it's it hurts, especially when you see the relationship that we have with our with our family. Yeah, like what are you looking at? You know. Mm -hmm. um, and it's actually making older Italians feel important again. Because yes. I have a feeling that a lot of them so feel that they're not important. And Pat, who's not here today and always missed in his absence, says to Rosella all the time, you don't know what you've done to make these women feel special. I mean, Ro had my grandmother on the show. My grandmother's buddies. She was thrilled to go to a Malay's family. I mean, you guys treated her like gold. But my grandmother left your house feeling like a celebrity and rightfully so because this is what she dedicated her life to and, and it is valuable and well, you know when you had put that book together the first one and i and i just started following you at the time and you had gone for a book signing and you had some of the ladies there like signing the book i was, love it i was more into that than everything you had created yeah because i was like these women are being celebrated yep. there are people coming in here to take pictures with them and to sign them. I was like, man, what's going on here? And oh, my heart opened up. I, I, I honest to God, I cried. 
because right, it was but, so beautiful. Well, I mean, I, I don't view things like that as exploitative. I view it as we're so lucky to be Italian American, Isolo Canadians. We're so lucky to have grown up with this culture. And why should we keep it all to ourselves? Like, yeah. uh, my grandmother is such a special human being, and she makes so many people so happy just, you know, just because they get to look at her yeah. and and listen to her and i think not sharing that with the community is doing it a disservice yeah. I, I don't think it's fair i mean you can say whatever you want about do we profit from it do we you know uh, <laughs> does anyone profit from anything yeah. that they do for a living uh, yeah i mean i always come back to like beyond the contribution to the culture and preserving culture beyond the recognition for someone like your grandmother, your mom. It's also, to me, at the bottom line of all of it is the, the time together. You're, you're spending time with your family. Uh, I was at my grandparents for my birthday, and my grandmother made a big meal, and we were talking, and the show came up, and she was asking about you, uh, Rosella, and uh, she said, oh, I don't know how her grandmother travels all over the country. I don't know if I'd have the energy. And I said, you know, Grandma, think about this. I said, if it was you and I going, could you do it? And she was like, yeah, I could do it. Because it's about spending time together. Oh, That's, definitely. Your energy level lifts. You, 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 it's a different experience. Well, it's also, you know, the love that a grandparent or a, a parent, like an Italian-style mother or, or nonna, the, the love that they have for their child, their grandchild, just knows no bounds. Yes. So, I mean, they're really, like, willing to do anything. Yeah to help you succeed yeah. it, it's such a special relationship i bet if you if you asked your mother to actually be in the videos now she would oh yeah, yeah. if you said ma this would help me no you know what it's it's uh you you've hit it right on like so i didn't have my my grandparents were all in italy so i only knew them like when i would go to mm. italy so i never had that experience like you had i wish i had that experience you know uh i i, I hate when i see you know, people here, you know, they have their grandparents and they don't even go visit them or they'll just see them once in a while. I'm like, you have your grandmother in your hands and, and yeah. you don't see right. her? Like, what's wrong with you? You know, and my kids, you know, my sister and I have both made it a point to make sure the kids are there often. Uh, I mean, they, we need them. They're best babysitters in the world. Yeah. <laughs> They're free. But, you know, <laughs> like... Free child care. From, <laughs> from day one, like, I told my parents... Do me a favor. Don't speak to my kids in English. A, yeah. because your English is horrible. Secondly, <laughs> I need them to learn the language. Yes. Yeah. Um, make sure you're feeding them the Italian stuff. Don't don't yeah. think you know. Feed them what you forced me to eat. Yes, when right. I was a kid. Yeah, you know. Um, now they have like my kids have three different meals at, at the dinner table all the time. My my daughter always has pasta with a red sauce. Second one always has pesto. And my, my oldest is still a little... We call him Cakers, by the way. I don't know if you guys know the term. Yeah, guys, I wanted to yes, ask yes, you about so that. So we know, know the term. Yeah. yeah, but he still has uh, pasta with butter. We're like really pushing. <laughs> like, I'm like, he's my caker son. There's that one kid in every family yeah. that always yes. eats pasta with butter. I have butter. a cousin that's pasta with butter only. My nephew, who's got allergies like crazy, he's three and a half. He's like, I got to have macaroni with oil. We never put a butter on it, but it's got to be oil. He's not on red sauce yet. But speaking of food, uh, let's continue the culinary conversation yeah, yeah, with yeah. my other favorite video that you did, which is uh, when your when Italian mothers refuse to cook a little healthier. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was uh, that was the video that kind of like the the shopping in the cantina video was like the one that got me, as I say, around the world. But that's the video when people started to take me serious. Because you've, we try to tell our parents, hey, you know, can you try to cook a little healthier? 
and they don't even understand what that means. Yeah, no, they, they, they're completely insulted. Like, ma, you should use whole wheat. <laughs> And she thinks no, and uh, she says, uh, she, like, yeah, she, she just puts like color. In, yeah, she thinks it's all a lie. Ma, don't fry the cutlets. Put them in the oven. And how do you expect to cook them? And I'm like, Ma, in that video, it says uh, basically, uh, you know, try to cook it. And she's like, I'm cooking in olive oil. Olive oil is good for you. That's the best. You know, and uh, it's, uh, it's a lost battle because yeah. I've finally switched back to white pasta. Yeah. Like, I, I, I was cooking with uh, whole wheat. For the first ten years of my marriage, and then we're like, you know what? This is this is horrible. Let's just go back. My father's it. trying all the whole wheat pastas and stuff like that now, and it just doesn't absorb it doesn't, the sauces. Nah, well. it's not the same thing. It's really hard. It's what all I, the color that they put. It's in all that's, the color. Yeah, it's, it's ruining <laughs> the whole thing. My grandfather, when my grandmother, uh, may she rest in peace. My grandfather had a, like thirteen heart attacks before he died, so he was on a strict diet. And my grandmother would cook for him, and then cook for all of us, and. She would always say every time we get to the house, like, "Oh, my food for you is probably not that good because I can't cook for him anymore. I'm losing." Half. You know, like it was like Quite it was thing. as if she was cooking the same kind of stuff, maybe less salt, whatever. But you would have thought she was cooking Chinese food. It, it, was, the, it was detrimental. Yes, because detrimental. you're actually trying. Like most of us learn from a recipe book. Th- uh, thank wow. you, Ro. Uh-huh. Thank you, Ro. Thank you so much. But for them, I think they got this microchip in their yes. heads from birth. Yes, they just know how to make it. I know how hard it was for Rosella to put that book together because there was no measurements. It yeah. was like an apunyetele case or a yeah. pinch of that. Yeah. And, and like, no, I can't, I can't say that in a in a in a book. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. You know? um, That's why I love what she's done, really, because my grandmother always wrote her recipes for us. I mean, she's handwritten them forever, but that is, like you said, it's a computer system up there in their heads of how they do it. It's automatic. So to put them on camera and to talk them through it, it's just so valuable. It's just so yeah. so unique. Yeah, I mean, I, I can write a recipe no matter what. I mean, but some recipes just also don't work, yeah. like, no matter what you do to them. I mean, I, I know a woman from Queens that is in my second book, and she taught me how to make a cake. And I swear to God, I tried to recreate this cake 10 different times. It sank. It was just, there's always something wrong with it. That And I did exactly what she did. I went there. She taught me step by step. That cake only comes out good in her basement in Queens. Yeah, but there's a reason. There's an actual reason. She's got an agreement that you don't have. It's love. Oh. She has a love right. <laughs> in her. She must. It's something in yeah. their fingers that's just like they know they're in, like injecting it. Yes. And you love what you're doing, but it's like. It's in them. It's it just different. seeps into the food. My wife always tells a story. Her grandmother, who's uh, 93, is from Tuscany, and they make these meatballs with peas, and I, I'd never had it until I met my wife, but it was her favorite meal growing up, and her mom would make it, and she would say, no, I want nonas. Yeah. So my, my mother-in-law made it once, and she was desperately trying to convince my wife her, that Nona had come over and made it for her, and she was swearing up and down that it was, it was Nona, and lead that came, and don't worry. And by the end, my wife just pounded her so bad that she was like, okay, I give up. I made these myself. She just knew. She knew from the taste. Yeah. I asked my, my oldest one, so he, he, he can't lie. I'm like, uh, Domenico. And this is at the dinner table with my mother and my wife, both sitting at the oh, table. Oh, man. And just to rise the whole family, I'm like, uh, Domenico, whose cooking do you like better? Nonna's or <laughs> Oh, that's not oh. nice. That's so not then good. she got my son is like because there's not enough drama between <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like, and your mom. <laughs> Let me throw something in there. Were you bored that day? <laughs> I don't know. I was <laughs> like, I need some new material, and he's like, Well, my mom's really good at like outside food. So <laughs> outside food. <laughs> so outside food is like the the stuff you buy. That's great, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, 
She's really good at that. I'm like, okay, that's a good answer, and we're going to stick with that. That's perfect. Uh, yeah, and my wife gave me the malaki for a while. I can tell the difference between my mom and my and her mom, my grandmother. I could tell immediately who made what. You could, if you blind taste tested me five of the same recipes, I could tell you. Oh, I could the same I, I mean, thing. And it's amazing. Like, my, my nonna and my nonna's little sister, who's 82 or three, and, uh, <laughs> and my mom. I mean, my mom's, like, more of the, like, you know, quick everything you know she can cook it just she doesn't really like to cook yeah. anymore i mean she kind of just did it so we wouldn't starve to death yeah. um but like between the three of them oh it's night and day i mean my nonna and her sister same minestrone two completely different flavors it's, it's incredible both amazing but just different yeah, yeah but totally different and and so, and techniques that i'll never get like you know my my zia can make the vegetables a different level of softness yeah. but without being like mushy but they're soft but you know it's just it, it's amazing like cooking and technique like that knows no bounds yeah it, it, all in their own prep work yes i was up north uh, last weekend with my family just my dad's got a it's like a cottage basically and i got up whatever eight my mom was already on the stove like at the stove making something and she's and I'm like, What are you doing? And all I saw was just some garlic and some tomatoes. And she was preparing a fagellina, so like the long green beans. I love for those. tonight for the night's That's dinner. Fantastic. Yeah. She goes, Yeah, oh, I have to do this now. Not that the things are not gonna come out right. I'm like, My wife That's has never fantastic. started anything <laughs> ever that early. Yeah, but your your mom is definitely part of that last generation of Nonna, like your mom. It's not even fair to call her. Like your mom is a nonna. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a full fledged. Yeah. Everyone says to me, "Oh, I love your nonna videos." I'm like, "That's my mom." <laughs> like I, I don't clue in that they're. Yeah. I'm actually. They actually refer to her as a grandmother, yeah. and I'm like, "Okay, okay, yeah, I get it." It's almost like become a defined set of traits now, nonna, and I think you, Ro, have contributed a lot to that in, in sort of making the word. Like it's funny. We call my grandparents grandma and grandpa, right? And my nephew and nieces call my mom Nona because my mom is very adamant that she's not just a grandmother, she's a Nona. It's like, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, the A-plus yeah, yeah. grandmother, yeah. I think. Yeah. That's a seal of approval. And, and and she is, my mom is. Like, she'll be at the stove before everybody's up. And, you know, she there's also that, like, um, there's a different kind of cooking if it's done all day. Like, uh, you know, she'll make a sauce on low heat all day. And, oh, yeah, and that, simmering like, sauce yeah, is always better yes, that, that, yeah. Everything she makes is, like, that slow-cooked and... She takes great pride in it, and she does it for the family, and it means a lot. So I, I think that word has very different value than it ever has, which I think is the contribution of people like you guys who are showing the world these are women who, God Almighty, if they weren't there, none of us would be who we are. They no, gave not at all. everything. They gave, with my Pat always says, there's a reason that Italian Catholic families have. Many crucifixes, but far more representations of a mother and her baby son. He says that all the time. Right. And, and like the blessed mother is sort of the archetype for everything. He's just give it all. So your mom is clearly like one of the most influential people in your life. Definitely. Uh, and, you know, you can't really do anything without running it by her first. Am I right? Oh, 100%. Including, and this brings me to my favorite Giuseppe the MC video, which means a lot to us here at the Italian American Podcast because it's kind of the basis for our first ever episode. It is the uh, video that you made about the phone call to ask how much you put in the Busta. Yeah. Or your mom it's calls you. It's actually reverse. My mom right. calls because so she calls me uh, for the list 
and I have the list from when I got married, I don't know, 15 years ago, <laughs> and she's basically asking me what did somebody put in the booster. I'm like, ma, I don't, I don't have this list anymore. I, I don't, I don't. First, it's a little outdated. The list, you know, it's like the boosters. Are inflation, change yeah, yeah. inflation. Mean, you have to keep it as a as a point of reference, though. I know. My wife I know. thought I was disgusting, but when we get home and open the envelopes the next morning, I sat down and wrote everything in my mother because I knew my mother wanted it because she had hers. My grandmother had hers. I had to make sure I have it. I mean, it was like my mother's called me ten times. We've been married for two years. My parents actually sat like we all opened it at my in laws' place, and my parents sat there, and my in laws sat there. And my parents were only concerned about their side. Of course, yeah. Like, okay, you know, you know, and she. Oh didn't... no, no, my mother wants to know who every like what everyone gave. Like, oh yeah, oh my god, they gave that. <laughs> and what did what did um, what did Maria give? My what mother did Josephine was, give? My mother was <gasps> very did. happy that my side of the family just gave more than my the wife's. gross total. That's you, a big, you yeah, won. Yeah, yeah, that's big. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you won. First best post. And my wife, so I said, your mother put so much in the boosters. I'm like, well, babe, <laughs> not for nothing, but <laughs> you want all this. Because you get it back. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's the theme. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's uh, it's debatable whether or not you actually get it back. I think it's, uh, it's a good, like, pay it forward state of mind yes. to be like, all right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this back later. I know. But my mom plans now. She's calculating the three of us, assuming that somebody gave the three sons the same thing. She's calculating for inflation. She's like, you know, where's the venue going to be? All of these factors that go in. Because, you know, we, like we say, our first episode was about the Busta. And we really wanted to talk more about wedding traditions and the sort of comical aspects that we do differently. And I decided we wanted to open every show and title every show with a question because I wanted this panel of Italian-Americans to dig into who we are. And we said, "What? Do you, how much to put in the Busta? And a lot of people wrote us back very disappointed that we didn't give an actual number. And I kept trying to push the idea that like there is no actual number. It's not like this is what you give at a wedding. There's a NASA-level calculus oh, that yeah. goes yeah, into I mean, the site. It has it's to do a, with geography. It's an algorithm, yeah. It has to do <laughs> with you know menu options yeah. and stuff. You can't just... I mean, we do the boost at the end. So you have six hours to evaluate the entire situation. Yeah, where in Canada, we give the boosters in the beginning. By the way, in Italy, they do it at the end as well. I think it's just, it's just something that happened in Canada that we're always giving the boosters in the beginning. Yeah, Canadians are like, nice. They have the booster box. nice people, aren't they? They have something called the boost. Well, we have the booster box too, but they yeah. have the booster box and Giuseppe's wife's company is called the booster box events. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, your yeah. wife? Uh, yeah. I've seen that on uh, social media. Yeah. So it's like you go in the you go in the room, you drop the thing in the booster box and, and Basically, that's Basically, the, there's the receiving line and you shake everybody's hand and as you kiss the bride and groom, the next thing is the box. <laughs> Literally next to them, so you put your tribute like, in, like, and, you drop, thank you very and then much. you're handed the bombonier, and that's that. At the beginning, you get the bombonier at, at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Wow, there is there there must be like a significant decrease in bombonier theft, considering yeah. it's at the beginning. At our, you handed them out. That's events. brilliant. Yeah, no, we hand them out, and then there's that. If it's a big one, like if they give you a guanjera, you're like, oh my god, <laughs> the husband has to go back to the car, throw it in the car, right. or it's stuffed under the table. Or it's found its spot on the table, but most times it's under the yeah. under the table. And some people have gone the we're giving to charity uh, thing, Ooh. Yeah. which they're like, oh, they that's, didn't give us anything. That's, I'm like, mom, uh, we have a whole Christmas here. That you don't even want. That you don't even how dare they not give me something that I don't even want to keep? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, how God dare damn they? it! And who yeah. knows? They're probably not even giving the money. Giving the money. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're probably not. keeping the money. It's always Bumbuyet <laughs> is tough because I, I don't know. I'm a little bit more old fashioned. My wife, my wife is more progressive. 
I feel bad if we don't want to keep it because you're like, this is somebody's wedding. And so we have like a, a box of stuff that we've gotten from all these weddings that like some of them, yours is in our uh, garden, actually. We have this beautiful garden with all these ceramics and yours is your... Uh, our Pumo. Pumo. I'm so glad because we really did try and yeah. choose a bomboniera that would not be in someone's like bomboniera yeah. closet. Our bomboniera was <laughs> Rosella's book. That was, that was yeah, our bomboniera. That's yeah. true. And a wooden spoon. Yeah. But like bomboniera culture in like the Northeast, at least since it's at the end, like there is bomboniera theft oh, is, a, is a real crime. Take, take, take one, I mean, please. You need signage. You need security. You yeah. see ladies with like a huge and it's like, hey, <laughs> hey, Rosemary. <laughs> Where yeah. you going so with those? So somebody walks in. Uh, is my it a sister, she not come. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I have my daughter That's in the car, the and uh, and like she's That's trying to make up so an excuse true. for sometimes the other it, two, and it's like she can't. Sometimes we give boosters because we give boosters early. Some people can't come to the wedding, so like, I, 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 like my mom would be in charge of four boosters. Yeah. So she has to do like drop the booster. Take one. Yeah. Drop another booster. Take one. Drop That's another. Scary. And then she's got this slew of bumanere that she has to take. But you guys have theft. I can't believe that. Oh, what we yeah. have is theft. theft in the beginning of the boosters because there was one wedding where somebody went in and robbed them, oh which I God. think was an inside job. Right. Uh, oh, it had to be. Uh, from that point forward, a decade ago, we have security at weddings specifically for boosters. All the reception halls had to get safes so we could put all the money in there and lock it up. That's Are you amazing. Me, really? There's wow. sometimes if the if they we go to measure the the safes and if the safe's not big enough for an Italian wedding, we have like. <laughs> A team that takes these boosters and brings them to the bank oh, and drops them in. Are the, you kidding me? Yeah, that's it's kind like a of big brilliant. Like project. a Brinks truck comes in and takes the booster. Oh, out. Yeah. At, at our wedding, my booster box was way too small for my wedding. I did not plan accordingly. Yeah, I thought it was cute and stylish and whatever. I really should have just gone like the old school way. It had like you know, like someone just bedazzle something, and <laughs> but but a big box. I had a cool looking small box. I was like, okay, no, it's gonna be fine because we're gonna like transfer the 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 boosters. Yeah, that's from, what we do from yeah. the little box to like a big zipper bag. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to one of my like immobile aunts who's not <laughs> getting up all night. Yeah. So you know, nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, she death grips it. We <laughs> couldn't find the bag. Long story short, at the end of the night, we were missing like ten. Really? Ten boosters. And we were freaked out. We were like, oh, my God, what happened? How did they get lost? What? But that actually didn't happen because what happened was that we had such a kicking, crazy after party that a few people were just too shwasted <laughs> to remember to give <laughs> to us leave the, the envelope. Uh, there's always somebody who's yeah, like, I, I forgot to leave the boost. Oh, my God. No, but it was like it was like an alarming number. <laughs> so we're like, oh, my God, 10? Oh, like, that's crazy. Yeah, there's that's no, no way 10 like, people no, didn't man. give you something. Rosella, we just had a, we were having a good time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. See, I'm, like, always anxious. I don't know. It's my mother and me, I think. I walk into a wedding. My wife may sit down, get us a table with a cocktail or whatever it is, who, who we're going to sit with. And I'm like, let me put this thing in the box. I go, I'll go in the next room. If the room's not ready yet, I'll find the box. I got to put it in because I know myself. I'll lose it. I'm not good with that stuff. I got to put it in the box yeah. very early. I've on. come home once with a booster, like yeah. the one I forgot to yeah. give. And I'm like, oh, and it's like this trap because you got to get a hold of them first thing in the morning. Yeah, they're, it's they're opening those boosters right. from the moment they wake That's up. Yeah. 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 In many cases, someone, yeah. the wedding night is spent opening boosters. Yeah. Come on, don't lie. Yeah. yeah. We, we were the next morning. We were the morning after on the floor in the hotel room with the pad and paper, which I had to then take a photo of and send my mother. So she had the accounting yeah. immediately. Like, don't ask me. <laughs> it was like, you know, yeah. Wait, so bringing it back to your video, your mother calls you to 
tell you what she's going to give. No, first she calls to find out what somebody else gives. And right. So if I have the list or not, or the video, I don't have. But the she list. calls you with like a number in mind. Yeah, she's got a number in mind, and then we go back and forth on that number. But at the end, she ends up with the number that she called me about. Of course. So it was it was just to confirm the number that she wanted to give in the first place. The thing that if my sister and I were invited to the wedding, so she has her family, I have my family. She's got to make sure that her booster compensates for the fact that she's paying for the entire family, and on top of that. <laughs> I'm putting a booster and my sister's putting a booster, but our numbers need yeah. to be lower than her booster. Yeah, yeah it's if like not, you it's can't like, give this much because I'm going to give that much, so you have to give less than me, and then you right. and your sister also have to give the same amount. Yeah, right, right, right. My sister and I have to give the same amount, and my sister is not like she's like she doesn't care. She'll put a little bit less. So my mom forces me to put that balance of difference. You make up for it. Yeah, yeah. Th- but she offers to put the money in. She's like, I'll give you the money. I'm like, I got the money. Don't worry about it. My mother it. loves that. That's my mother's favorite line when we're all going to a wedding. Like, Don't worry. I'm putting in for you and your brothers. I'm like, Mom, first of all, I'm 36 years old. Yeah. All, um, yeah, we're all married. My two brothers have kids. We got to give them something. It's it's completely bruta figura if we walk in there with nothing. Even if if I was 12, it would come from all of us, but it can't come from all of us anymore. I got to put so My mother's like, I put this ridiculous, you know, it's, it's always... Their gift. What about if you've been invited to a wedding, but you can't go? Still got to send the boost. You got to send the boost. Gotta, about, so I yeah. get invited it's by my parents' paisans. That my parents, my parents were invited to the wedding, and so my uh, my parents invited them to the wedding, and now they've invited my parents to the wedding. But they're also inviting me to the wedding, and my yeah. parents are like, well, you have to go. No, they invited you. I didn't invite their kids, <laughs> right. right? And she's, I'm like, I'm not going. Mom. I don't know these people. And then she's like, okay, but you have to send the booster. I'm like, I'm not. These people boost up. I don't know these people whatsoever. I'll tell you, if I don't go to the wedding, then when my mother calls and says, "Don't worry, I'm sending for all of us," I'll be okay with that. Like if I don't, if I can't, but if I'm invited to a wedding and my mom's not, I got to. As a matter of fact, I just ran into two friends. We couldn't make it to their wedding uh, in August, and I was apologizing profusely, like, "Oh, I left the envelope because I did. I left my wife made the envelope. I left it at home." And my friends kind of looked at me, and I realized, oh, that's because now that I'm Italian, they don't they, like it didn't even factor yeah, into get, their yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't go to their wedding; they didn't gift. expect anything. So, you know, uh, to me, I yeah, but kinda... these are to friends, yeah, to friends, family. Yeah. My, these are like paisans that are just inviting us. But it, that's a, a big, a big deal because a lot of non-Italians don't get the busta; they don't yeah. get it at all. Like it's we invited weird. some uh, earlier, I was saying cakers uh, to a <laughs> wedding, and uh, and they brought my wife and I a, a porcelain flower. <laughs> it was like a little I'm like I my wife's like laugh. oh this is beautiful I'm like yeah this is beautiful and I'm like flipping the, <laughs> the envelope yeah, like, I'm looking where's the rest <laughs> sorry like you invited these people <laughs> true it you is know? true and yeah. uh, and um, they just they don't get it and no. so that's why I think those calls were coming in they were trying to figure out what to put in the boosters because a lot of people just don't get it it's nowhere it's not it's it's not a language outside of our tribe I mean and I, I think do think people really care because it seems to be one of those traditions that has held on multiple generations through. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I don't ever think of buying something for somebody's wedding. I just, you know. No, it's a, who doesn't need money? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you keep saying you want to do a second episode on the Busta because it's a huge industry and people have a lot of questions about it. People just, you know, I think uh, people write into us and ask us questions because we're like their friends. Like, so they want to know how much 
they want to know a number. Yeah. You know, and they want us to break down the science. You we know, need we to have do that. to reverse we need to engineer. provide a formula. Reverse engineer and provide the a formula. Yeah, we John, should. John's big thing is reverse engineering. He loves to reverse <laughs> engineer everything. I use that Recipes, phrase a lot. Recipes, yeah. uh, you know, just philosophies. And we've got to reverse engineer the booster. <laughs> I get stuck so we on have phrases. To, Create like you know a, an imaginary wedding, yeah, with uh, imaginary circumstances and variables. Yeah, yeah, it's like a choose your own adventure book, like an ha- like a how to. Yes, a, a how to construct the booster. But was it, there? It's like an SAT question. Was there sushi at the cocktail hour? <laughs> exactly. No. Point then, two points. Okay, see, I don't even know chart. the variable here. Is it like okay? Let's say there's sushi at the cocktail hour. Right. It's like, okay, that's another fifty at least, or like. We got to like, come up you know, with that. Per person, yeah. No, no, no. Well, was there sushi and a raw bar? Was there just sushi? Was there, I think we need like a point system. Was the mozzarella guy? And then when you guy? add up the points, if it's in a range, then that's the price for that range. Yeah. Now, if you really want to get creative, you create an app. Yes. That you're just punching Calculate. in. Like, boom, that's boom, brilliant. boom. Right. And then region and then haul. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. it just. You got to start with what did <laughs> they yeah. give you? Yeah. Is, is, there a, is there a bar that they gave you? That's where you got to start from. Right. You know? Yeah. That's... What did they give you is the first question. <laughs> and then it's like, well, well, where is the wedding? It's here. Well, this. Did they have transportation? Yeah. Did they, you I'm know. I'm going to create a video about this right now. <laughs> that's my next comedy video. I'm going to make. Uh, it's yeah. going to be a future video. We're in the future. <laughs> and we're all going to be in future <laughs> outfits. And uh, what are you putting in the booster? And this app comes out and you just do, do, do. that's like, perfect. Boop, amazing boop, boop, boop. that is three hundred dollars <laughs> i'm telling you it is so true I, I the one time i ever took the envelope out in the bathroom my wife's friend because they they were progressive they had a buffet when i found out there was no other meal i'm like i gotta cut this down my wife screamed at me she was like you can't do this everybody all my friends agreed we know what we're putting in doesn't matter what you think you I, went you went to the bathroom yeah i did i went to bathroom to light yeah, and load. See, I, I, I was light and load yeah i was taken out I, 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 had a, I had a check folded up in my wallet for like six years that i was ready to take out <laughs> unfolded so i swear you totally would have written that check yeah I, before absolutely the you absolutely. are that guy i was gone i was like the same but I don't know. I, I I have mental health issues. I know see, that. See, at our weddings, right after the cake comes out, that's when you see like the flow of the old ladies walking to the bathroom, and you know what they're going to do. Absolutely. They're they're going to do that's the amazing. books. Yep. They're going to do the accounting. Do the books. Do the accounting. They get in the stalls because like they don't want anyone to see them. <laughs> this is private. But you know they're not going to the bathroom. You hear like the rustling of of bills of money. You know, they're sealing up the envelope. They come out and they're like, ah. you know, and it's like, I know what you were doing in there. They need the app. Like they either like took out a hundred or put an extra one in, depending on what just happened. They evaluated the entire party. You know, they go in with an idea. Yeah. But the final number happens. How after much cake. do you think it happens where they come up with a number? Let's say the number is 500. I'm just throwing a number. The one person just to try to up themselves slips in another. Oh, order. all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. Oh, yeah. I know plenty. I can think of times where I've been in, in agreement with people that I'm at the wedding with, and you know somebody's going to slip in an extra. Somebody's going to have to be that yeah. top. That extra yeah. generous person. Yeah, the top wop. It's got, there's got to be a top wop in the room. I know. <laughs> it's always, I, I guarantee you. Because I, I know I call people all the time. Are you sure you're doing this? And then I think to myself, I bet you they're putting more. I know. Yeah. It's like, I'm paranoid. Yeah, it's like they're they're totally lying to me. I have a lot they're of sense of figura tied to the booster. It means a great deal to me. Yeah, well, I mean, it. Uh, you try and not be petty about it, but and you try and say like, oh, you know, I don't care. It's not about that. It's and then like then once you throw a big party like that, you're like, can you freaking believe this? <laughs> no, it's like, so true. I, what so, disrespect? I hate what myself did I for do? this. What, what did, did I do? do to deserve? And so this, the other challenge is, I'm sure. And so you throw a big party, right? So you throw this big party, 
And now the next wedding is like, oh, my God, we have to rearrange our yep. whole wedding. Absolutely. Because Rosella had to bring this out at her wedding. Now I have to do this because I can't be way less than no. that. Because then everybody's going to say, hey, I went to Rosella's wedding. It was amazing. This is like me. It, yeah. It's an it's a continually heightening bar. Pat always says somebody's going to have to have a wedding on the moon to top it all off. Because it just keeps going up and up what, and up. Because once you just get into that mode of ridiculousness you're like well we're already here you know let's just we might as well you know once you, you go in with such good intentions and say you know i'm not gonna be a govone with the food we're gonna just be how much can you eat yep you know we're gonna be respectable it's it something very nice classic no one's gonna be starving but we're not gonna be extra with it and then it's just like oh but you know really you're not gonna do the pasta course yep. but really you're not gonna do the the filet mignon option but really you're not gonna upgrade the seafood but re and then it's just but really but really but re and you're like yeah no give me everything everything you got i want every single thing that yep. you have that's exactly what we went through and it shouldn't be a problem because at the end of the day everybody's and in, in here in America, everybody's giving the boosters later. Right. <laughs> if somebody goes out of whack in Canada, out That's of nowhere. That's the arbitrage, yeah. You're like, and so, you know, you walk into a wedding and you've already put in a booster. Those people are sitting there like, man, I didn't put enough in the booster. <laughs> or they're like, man, look what I just got for the That's money I put true. in that booster. That is such you know? a, like, an like Italian-American Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> yes. episode. Like Larry would go to an Italian-American wedding yeah. and be like, no. Not giving it to That's you. That's absolutely true. Larry, give me the envelope, Larry. Like I could totally <laughs> see him like on the receiving. Like, give me the envelope. No, That's wait, you I'm know holding what? on to this. That should be a leave... t-shirt in the store. Give me the envelope. That's yeah, a great like, t-shirt. Uh, uh, I'm waiting till the end. I actually wanted to make because my wife made booster boxes. Then I'm like, I wonder if I can make the slot something that can read what's going in <laughs> like a way that and it just like like when they put the money and it counts yeah, the money yeah, and like it just counts it in on the way out so then it's like <laughs> boop, boop, boop. like some code that says you didn't put it up for this wedding <laughs> I, you don't know what's behind those doors but yeah. that's definitely it's not like when the airline yeah. scans your ticket and it doesn't get the green light like oh no sir we have to take you over yeah. to the side and for it, a second it's such Once an italian american <laughs> thing to have like an extra over the top booster box that's like bedazzled yeah. and like just has stuff like flowers from michael's glued to it and you know how crazy how can we make this booster box look see in my family i don't know we may be the only ones who have the tradition my nonna carmela my grandmother she has a bag that my great-grandmother made and nonna holds the bag so my grandmother was like on task at our wedding that she had the she did it for all my brothers too yeah she had the bag now she didn't bring my great-grandmother's because it was fragile so she brought a secondary then we had a box and my wife figured you got to have a box the box broke it was it was a it was a stressful this app is not a bad idea. Even if you yeah. prepay, like you know, like the the, yeah, PayPal. the wristbands in Disney, yeah. just transfer the money yeah, at the thanks. end of the night. Oh you pop God, in. That's what genius. It's just just genius. PayPal. Just PayPal us. Yeah. You should put the PayPal instructions on the invitation. No, you just hook it up to PayPal. That's it. Yeah. You know what's so, going on in this podcast right now? You're gonna have to put some sort of business. disclaimer in the beginning, yeah. saying any trademark. ideas that come out after this point were ours. Yeah, trademark. Yeah. Because someone's gonna listen to this podcast and and create this. Yeah, you're right. And then we're gonna be just left with the app. We should just trademark it before we release on Monday. That's what we have to do. Just trademark, boost the app. We did that when Rosella, we did an episode on dating other Italian-Americans and looking for other Italian-Americans. We talked about the websites not being uh, adequate because they're not really built on yeah, Italian like questions. The they're, Jews yeah, have yeah. J-Date, but yeah. what do we have? Nothing. We have these websites that are out there that are not particularly Italian. They just look you know, red, white, and green. And we had an, an Italian-American matchmaker, a uh, good friend of Rosella's named Rachel Russo, 
and we were having this conversation we're like hey we should actually do this so Rose said uh, we should have a site called plentyofpaisans.com. As soon as we turned the microphones off, I went. I went on a trademark, went on the website, bought it, registered, boom. <laughs> I so love Just it. in case, we, we now own Plenty of Paisans. And you know, you cannot believe how many messages we've gotten. People think we opened. Totally where's Plenty, Plenty of Paisans? I want to join. And can you help me? I'm like, yeah, we can do our best. But this is a service that needs to be done. It is true. All of this stuff. Because it's yeah. like, uh, it's, what, it's what we all really want. Like, yeah. Come on. You know, Look. How much easier was it that you married a fellow, like, Italo-Canadian? Oh, it was the greatest thing that it, I could have ever done for my parents. And, and I remember being at one of your shows, and you have a bit about how you were, like, obsessed with this non-Italian girl yeah, once. Yeah, Scottish girl. Oh, wow. Her name was Victoria, tall, blonde, blue eyes. And my mother still thought she was Italian because her name was Victoria. <laughs> and I'm like, ma, look at her, you know? And from the moment that my mom had found out that she wasn't, I was only with this girl for a few weeks and I brought her home because I was in love. And uh, when when my mom had basically asked, you know, what part of Italy is she from? I'm like, she's from the Scottish side. <laughs> my mother lost it, lost it. And uh, basically, she was going on and on about, you know, she's just your friend. <laughs> like, you can't, you can't possibly bring this girl home. She doesn't know how to do anything. <laughs> she was right. This girl didn't know how to do anything, like, no, whatsoever. No purpose at and, all. And uh, after uh, a big battle with my parents, I ended up leaving her. I yeah. had to because I had no choice. And then when I brought my wife home, it was like, okay, we're good. My, my parents tried to be very um, enlightened about it with us. Maybe because I was the oldest and I was the one who was like still in the house with my great aunts and uncles and everything. Uh, I always felt the pressure myself. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. know I need this. My brothers didn't. And my, my one sister-in-law is part Italian. My other sister-in-law is not. But for me, I knew it was like, okay. Like there was like a sigh of relief when my wife came into the family because she, she kind of really, really fit in and still fits in obviously. But uh, yeah, it was just easier. We just, I just knew after dating other women that it was exponentially easier because there's so many unspoken things were there but that's because you care about yeah your your culture and all yeah, it's, it's defininational to who yeah, i am yeah, yeah. yeah again to each their own what they yeah. do but it's hard to leave your mother like, yes it was very hard for me to leave my mother just yeah. flat out i'm amen like, the typical mama's yeah. boy like oh. and i proudly say it um and my wife is not my mother whatsoever and even my mother-in-law is not my mother but they are you know I wouldn't say good enough, but I was like, no, okay, it's like, okay. Yeah, there's a okay, familiarity good, there. You know? yeah. Like, you know, we, we understand each other's cultures. Yeah. There's nothing to explain here. Like it's my the same cousin game married board. a Greek girl, which we love dearly. But there was just that slight differences in terms of how the kids are raised or let's say going to church and all yeah. that. And it's like a big deal. Oh, it's a negotiation. It's like a, a treaty you have. I mean, there's there's total conditions to it. It's not easy, I'm sure. No. Uh, no. For, for me, that's, yeah. I mean, my, my wife is very different than my mom. Um, I always say my wife's family's central and northern Italian. I think that makes a difference. But like, I'm a big mom, and I I would have stayed with my mom forever. I think she's the greatest thing in the world. She is, I'm sure. But there is just something really easy about having all the same presets. Like it's like when you uh, have the preset radio in your car. You know what I mean? Like we we have that. We are, our radio stations are the same. So that's a big base for me. Our values, our our traditions, so the, the things that are expected or unexpected. That that is all shared and that makes a big difference. It yeah, I, I think that's a really cool way to look at it. Like, you know, you do have, you're on the same frequency. Yeah. You know, it, there's a lot less explaining to do yeah. about why we have to do this because we just, because we do. Like, yeah. stop. My yeah, wife yeah, and I yeah. still disagree on 
the majority of things, I'm sure, but the the assumptions are there. We're working from the same book. Yeah, no, no two Italian Americans ever got married and said like, and we never had a <laughs> yes, single this disagreement. Yes, bliss. After yeah, that. no, not no. at all. Uh, but it's a it's it's a way of life that you know we're trying to keep going as best as we can. And what do you want me to say? Some people are going to be angry about this. The easiest way to do it is to marry each other and to make more Italian babies. Yeah, you know? doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt to try. I asked my. Uh, my niece once, I'm like, you know, because she's like 13 now, right? So I'm like, I don't want her dating until she's married to me. It's like, I want her to start dating. Like, just date your husband. That's the person you're dating. But I, I would say to her, um, you know, any boys at school? Do you like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't want to tell you, Zio. Okay, cool. Uh, they're Italian, right? No, no, no. I'm, ne- I'm never going to marry an Italian. And I, like, I'm like, what? What do you mean you're not going to marry an Italian? Who are you? What? Oh, I don't like their noses. That was her answer. I don't like their noses. I'm like, you're basing. I think we have beautiful noses. I think, uh, but uh, there's some people that just don't want it, right? And yeah. but she hasn't wasn't raised as Italian yeah. as, let's say, my kids were. You know, it, it's not a sort of genetic predisposition. I think it's it is how you're raised and like what it means to you. Because I know I always felt there was sort of a barrier to entry with women that I dated when it came to really feeling like I fell in love if they weren't Italian. You know, and my wife, I fell in love with her almost immediately when I saw her, just got bowled over. And then I said, oh, you're Italian? And yeah, my parents from Italy. But, and I was like, okay, this is, okay, yeah. that's it. Check. One, check, please. Yeah, <laughs> that we're done. Was she the first girl that you actually brought home? No, I had another Italian girlfriend that I brought home. I used to bring people around because my family was so boisterous and inclusive. Yeah. But my wife was really the first time in my life where... My parents and I, we yeah. just knew we were going to get married, you know? Yeah. Nicole also possesses, like, a uh, a deep strength that, like, I, I've I've never seen in another Italian-American woman. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, if she do- likes something, doesn't like something, she's got the craziest poker face. Yes. I've, I'm not sure she she's likes all, me. No, she loves John's you. not sure she likes <laughs> I'm him. not sure she likes me. You know, she, she loves she's just like, you can't tell. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, oh, she does. Uh, but, like, you can't tell what she wants. She's like, it's no. almost like a French thing. Like, yes, <laughs> when she means no. No, when she means yes. She I just me. wish my wife was like that. Oh. I'm like, babe, yeah, can like, you just pretend <laughs> you like what you're seeing right now please you're embarrassing us. i know no. when she doesn't like stuff because you know i know her so well and i'm kind of like that i'm like listen you got to do a little bit because like i think maybe even more so than pretending she likes it it's like even when she does like it and she's not changing her behavior sometimes i'm like look tur- turn up the volume a little bit so people know you're not like falling asleep here i mean like she's steady as a rock my wife she really is but uh, she's not that that italian girl that like you know if you piss her off like she'll burn your house down or anything she's not that uh, she's not that fiery she's got that in breed. her that she's got that but but she keeps it under control yeah it comes that. out in yeah. in spurts it's rare like, she yeah. only uses the power when she must john's also like attracted to you know like a certain level of abuse then. Yeah, that's, I, I am. That's yes. such an Italian man thing. Yes, it's very, very true. Yeah. I, I do. If a woman doesn't have that edge, what's the point of being around? <laughs> so that's not going to be exciting. No, there's, uh, you're like, eh, it's yeah. blah. Yeah, it's blah. It's blah. Yeah, I need the drama in my life. But like, you know, drama, you kind of brought your your wife, your kids, your parents like into this crazy world of making videos like i mean i just saw your last video about the kids going back to school and i'm just like thinking to myself i was like does this family like some families bowl 
Some families <laughs> go to movies. This family like really participates and makes funny videos. Yeah, and, that's true. Like it's, for it, leisure. It's very reluctant on their end. Like I'm obviously the guy who spearheads all of it. Uh, but then when they're in it, now they all want to look good. They want to, you know, they, they really want to try. They're complaining the entire time. But uh, for me, it's important that because I, I did so much about my mom. Right. And I and I I haven't done it in a while. And that's all coming back because I'm like, you know what? I Because my career took me and I was going, you know, yeah, you evolved touring and stuff. I, you know, I kind of stopped and everybody's like, well, why don't you do your mom videos anymore? But the other component is my family and my kids and my wife. Because I like to show the contrast to like, hey, I'm trying to. I old have an, school, new I have school. Old, yeah, it's, yeah, I got, I got kind of both, and the best is when I'm able to mix, yeah, both together. Um, but uh, yeah, it, I think it's essential that we don't just preserve what our nonnas do, but we infuse yes. into our kids what's yeah. what what we expect of them, whether they do it or not. Um, we don't know, but at least we know we did our part. Yeah. There's a, there's an example. You're 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 kind of giving an example to people. I mean, how to raise kids Italian. We we did an episode, and then we got a, a Instagram follower whose whole account is about raising their kids Italian. I was really fascinated by that. Like, you know, these it is not just talking about the past or showing what was there, but evolving forward the future and kind of strategizing how you keep this culture alive and thriving and how it evolves forward. Yeah, I think people are so into the nostalgia aspect of Italian-American culture, but a lot of the big questions are, well, how do I go forward as a modern Italian-American? What's the way to live? You know, what's... And I think it's important that, like, Giuseppe puts his kids out there, puts his family out there, and shows this is how he raised them. And, like, you know, Domenico can actually pronounce things in Italian correctly. And um, I remember when I was spending time with your wife, like, just the the funny anecdotes of, like, oh, I don't leave my kids with my mother-in-law too much because she gives them a wova batut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't yeah. like that, and she knows I don't like it. And, and I'm like, what's the big deal? She's like, it's too much sugar. And, you know, but there are worse things than Nonna gives you too much well, about to like, I know, like, for sure. Like, I mean, if that was the biggest problem, that would be the least of our Amen. problems. Amen. Like, but yeah. I, I just thought it was so cute, and like, people are, are really into that. And like, if you did, if she did like a daily vlog, like as an Italian mom, I bet like people would follow it because people are searching yeah. for a way to feel connected to how do we go forward without losing what we have. Because yeah, we're, we're separated now. Yeah. We, we don't have neighborhoods anymore that are, you know, I mean, I don't know about up in Toronto if people are still living in the compact neighborhoods. Like, you know, oh, it's not the way it was. Yeah. There was essentially in Toronto, there is Little Italy was College Street. It still is called, it's marked as Little yeah, Italy. Yeah, it's really, it, it was it's College actually cute. Street. And then, like, when Italy won in 82, uh, the World Cup, College Street wasn't big enough for the mess that was wow. happening. Um, and so we went to a few streets over St. Clair. So now a lot of Italians lived around there. And then Woodbridge was built, which is north of Toronto, just like literally on the edge of Toronto. And then a lot of the Italians moved over there. But slowly over time, it's kind of spread out. Yeah. If you go to a city like Montreal, which to me is the most Italian city in the world. Like mm, I will really? put that up against any city wow. in the world. Because the Italians there still speak, at, like the kid, the guy, kids, people our age, I yeah. still think we're kids, uh, <laughs> still speak Italian to each other. Wow. And I think it's because in Montreal they speak French. Yeah. And so the Italians are like, oh, okay, you guys are going to speak your language? <laughs> yeah. Fine, we're going to speak our language. That's great. And right. so when I'm there, I'm speaking more Italian than I am in Toronto. Wow. Like actual, you know, Italian or dialect yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, mixed in with like English and stuff as well. But um, 
Yeah, over time, towns have spread spread out because you know everybody wants to have their own mansion yeah. as well, right? And but Vaughn is a is a really Italian area. Yeah, so Woodbridge is in Vaughn. Okay, so Vaughn right. is yeah, like correct. a bur- uh, Woodbridge <laughs> is a borough of of Vaughn. And I mean, when I visited Toronto, first of all, like uh, I wish I could go back to Toronto every year. I I loved it there. It felt so homey to me. I love Toronto. I love Canada. But like, but the 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 you're not little... saying that because I'm on the show. No, no, I love no, Canada. No, no, no. The I'm Canada enclave of like Woodbridge and Vaughn and stuff like there, you would love it, John. I mean, there were Bombonera stores. And oh Porter's yeah, gifts. oh you're in the Mecca. Like, oh that my is goodness. Like, maybe that's where we need to start and the compound. They speak Italian there, and uh, all the, the all the restaurants had really like authentic kind of menus. Being in Vaughn Woodbridge like felt like being in Staten Island a yeah. little bit, but like a more Italian version of Staten Island, just because it's structured like there's mini malls and it's like on a highway that. and stuff. Um, it's not like villagey, but then I, I just remember the feeling from the people that were there. Like they were just so happy to see Donna. They waited for hours. Some of them oh, we sold out of. Books. I saw the videos were incredible. It was yeah, in- that was unbelievable. And but the the most. Uh, emotional moment of that entire trip was when we were uh, at the airport going back home and we were by Air Canada and Nona got in her wheelchair and I heard this voice going, ciao Nona Romana. (laughs) And it was a, a woman named Francesca that worked for Air Canada and she started like talking to Nona. She was like, I couldn't make it to your book signing. I was oh, working. That's beautiful. Oh my God, I'm so excited to meet you. Can we take a picture, Aww. please? And um, she said to us, Don't worry. Like, you know, noi siamo tutti italiani qui. We're going to take care of you. And she, like, pushed us through, like, to the front (laughs) of the line, pushed us through security, like, really helped us out with that. And I remember I had one, like, I had one or two books in my carry-on, and I took one out, and I gave it to her. Oh, she must have been in heaven. Oh, my God. But it was just, it was, I hadn't felt that way in New York City or in Brooklyn or New Jersey or whatever in years. Yeah. I really had not felt that in years. Like, you're Italian and I'm Italian and I'm going to take care of you. I love that feeling. No matter where. And it, like, you know, that kind of Italian culture knows no bounds, knows no region, knows no north and south. Like, we were all just, like, the same. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it it was, that's that's why I really love going to Canada. I, I would go back anytime. I'm going to start doing some real estate speculation, I think, because Pat and I always say we've got to find a compound somewhere. When the world crumbles, we want an Italian village that we can preserve somewhere on this continent. Maybe it's Toronto. Maybe that's where we got to go. Maybe that's it. we got to yeah. go to Fawn. You know, it's important, uh, like, because you're saying over time, everybody's spread out. Sure. And you, don't, you know, everybody's moving. Everybody wants to have their own mansion, yeah. right? But we need to find more foot soldiers yeah. to continue on what we're doing. Yes. And I will... I will always say that I'm a person that preserves the Italian culture yeah. and the people, uh, even in this podcast. We need more bodies yeah. because people are always looking towards people like us to show them what's going on, but they know it too. And yeah. we got to find a way to everybody. Look, I, there's a lot of infighting within the Italian community as well. Because, you know, who's trying to do this and who's trying to do sure. that and who's trying to be better than the other. But and it's crazy because we're all doing the same thing. We're yeah. all just trying to do the same thing. And I'm really. like, when I see it and I see somebody else doing something Italian, I'm like, yes. Yeah. Because I think, I think to myself, I can't do this by myself. Yeah. You're yeah. never going to create that. I mean, look, culture is not an individual thing. It's just not by definition. So you no. need other people participate. I mean, Pat would argue that uh, the competition and sort of, I, w- I would call it small-mindedness of the Italian diaspora 
actually may fuel us to be better in competing with one another. But I do believe in my career, it, that's been the big message for me and like the big impetus is we're, we're only going to survive together. There's this room for everybody to do things well and doing them in partnership and doing them in complement, that's going to grow this thing so that it is there in the future. When we're not geographically co-located like we used to be, we have all of these technologies like these platforms that everybody is on to spread that out, but it's it's much easier and more successful if we do it together. Exactly. And we and and right now we're at a time in in, in the world where we have this technology. Yep. And it's so easy now. Yeah. Before it was hard. Before yeah. it was like, oh I heard there's this festival going on, let's hop in the and go, right? But now it's like, hey, there's a festival going on. Like, I know there's a festival going on in Connecticut on... Uh, I just saw that this morning yeah. on Instagram. And I'm like, and I'm I like, would never I called my brother. I, it's funny. I, I, I screenshot the same in Stanford, I think it is. Right. And if we and because we have this tool, there's no excuse now. Yep. There's absolutely no excuse. It's huge. To spread out, what, spread what we do. The, the, the opportunity's there. It's going to take, I mean, not to lump credit, but... People like us who care and want to share it and, and want to find creative outlets to share it. It's going to take people that are getting the word out there. And it's going to take, at the core of it all, I really believe, a lot of love and selflessness. Because if you want to be, quote unquote, a leader in your community, you got to lead from the center of the ranks. And you got to go to people where they are. And you got to, and you got to evangelize them and bring them out. Because it's the easiest thing in the world to fall back in love with if you've been lapsed in your culture yeah you know what i've uh i've been lucky enough to tour the world where there's a lot of italians i've been blessed to go to australia there's a ton of italians there great in england there's a massive italian community wow i didn't i didn't know until i'd gone i'd gone uh, i was on tour with Giovanni, and we had gone to england and um and then of course america like the, america to me is like first off it's hard to perform in this country if you're not american Hmm. You need like a, I need a visa to, to work here. Really? Oh yeah. It's, it's like a, entertainers cannot enter your country that Seems easily. It's like the least risky thing possible. No, it's, <laughs> it's so hard. Like I actually went through secondary coming in uh, and, and you know, I'm going to, I'm going to a wedding, but uh, you know, hopefully they don't hear this podcast before I get back. So <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we're retaining you. But um, if they're listening, they're paisans, they, they, they're not going to come after you. My visa is almost in order, and I can't wait because I know that the United States has so many cities that I can go perform at. Yeah. And maybe my brand of comedy, I have to tone it down a bit because I know that, like, I speak Italian on stage. Yeah. And so I know a lot of American Italians just don't speak Italian. And yeah. it's not their fault, man. Sure. It's You're four generations, five generations out. But I know I have an audience, and I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so grateful that... But it's still being preserved at a smaller scale. Yeah. It, how do we now bring it all to make one big? This is this is the golden question, and I think it's what we've all we're all working on. You know, you brought up something interesting, and this is actually a, an appropriate way to sort of wrap up what we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, as I was preparing for you to come in, when Rosella called me, I went back and watched some of your stuff, and I, I mean, and honestly, I've been watching you for years, so I was refreshing myself on my notes. Thank you. What I did miss was one uh, that I watched yesterday and I found it very moving actually because it was just you looking at the camera and I watched it and it was you talking about how you did your first show in just English and what an emotional moment that was for you. Yeah. And it brought me so many questions because, uh, and I don't want to 
compare in context, but it's interesting because a couple of weeks ago, um, another Italian, what I would call an Italian American comedian, Sebastian Maniscalco, yeah. went out and did the Video Music Awards for MTV. And now I didn't watch; I haven't watched them since the '90s, I guess, when I was in high school. But apparently, he got a lot of pushback for his sort of aggressive nature to it. And of course, we have a text chain, the five of us, about everything Italian American always for the show. And it came up, and because we think of him as an Italian American comedian, but of course the guy wants to share his gift and his passion with a larger audience. And I thought about that a lot. Like, where is the line between being somebody who's speaking insularly to your own ethnicity, taking your ethnicity out to the world, and then just being a comedian for the rest of the world? Where that you know, and it sounded from watching your video like there's a real emotion behind that. You know what? It was a scary thing. Because, you know, I would say that in the world, I'm probably one of the only five comedians that actually speak Italian on stage. There's a lot of Italian comedians, but they don't speak Italian on stage. And, you know, it was great in the beginning because it's like, you know, all these people are coming, they're enjoying. But eventually, if I want to grow, I need to speak a bit more English, even just for the Italians that don't understand Italian. Uh, But it was it's a challenge because you don't want to let go. I don't want to let go of what got me there. Yeah. I don't want to abandon what I've done. And so it was, it was bittersweet because I had done my first all English show, but the, the whole time I'm like, what am I doing? Is this really the direction I want to go? But if I look at my idols and Sebastian is one of my idols, I go, I have to, Yeah. but there's still a way to perform and reference being Italian, Yeah. which Sebastian does often. And even in this all English show, I referenced about my Italian lunch because it was at my kid's school. So it was, uh, it, was, it was about school, really. But I talked about growing up Italian to a bunch of people that weren't even Italian. Yeah. And they enjoyed the show. And I'm like, there's so much to this. There's so much that I can do, still speaking English, but being Italian. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a catch 22. Like, what do you do? Right. But I'm, I'm for both right now. I'm for both. I'm for building my career on the English side, but as much as possible being known as one of those Italian comics that d- don't let go because it's, if, if not, then I, I'm, I've lost everything I've been trying to teach everybody. Well, let me tell you, I have, I give you a lot of credit because one of the, pro- and, I, and again, if Pat was here, Rosella can tell you, I have, the, one of the inside jokes is every time something comes up in English, Pat will say to Rosella, how do you say it in Molay's? And she's, just had enough of it, I think, at this point. Yeah. yeah. But Pat is really big on preserving regional languages. He won't let you call them he dialects. He won't call it a dialect. No, not call, call it a dialect. dialect. It's a regional language. But one a of the services language. we want to okay. provide is to actually sit down with people who are speaking those languages and work on a little rudimentary sort of course. And I love, and I've always loved, and I, my family, Calabria is the only region in the South that I have no ethnicity from. So I, I don't know much in the Calabrese language. But I love that you've done that and you've kept those phrases and words. And, and I was looking at um, uh, watermelon. You went back to watermelon, yeah, it's right? Bangalore. Yeah. And I thought it was amazing because every branch of my family Wait, has I'm a sorry. different word. How do you say watermelon in Calabrese? Zipangul. No, in my Calabrese. Right. So there's, cause yeah. there's other yeah, parts of Calabrese. Yeah, I got it. I got so it. Zipangolo. Zipangolo. Like, like Zipoli, Zipangolo. Really? Yeah. That My family was Cogomero and Malona. Those were the two words we that used. That is incredible. What's it in your house? Incre- what? What do, you, what do you call it in your house? Watermelon? Yeah. Umalone. Umalone. Um-alone. <laughs> I love 
I love the foyers. Yeah, the Milan, the Milan is a, a yeah. Like, but my father-in-law, who's half an hour drive from my town in Italy, they don't say Utsapangolo. But it's like Utsapangolo. Like, I, where does that even come? What is the roots of that? Like, you can't find any trace of that. Where's Pat when you need in him? Italian? In like you know, in in Florentine Italian. Like that's so. It's just like tremendous. donkey. The word donkey. How do you say uh, it? My town specifically says sumere. Get out Suma- of town. Somato. Yeah, but, but that comes from the word somato. Yeah, but we say sumere where everybody else says chucho or sheko. Uh, uh, we say sheko. Yeah. The Sicilian yeah. side, we say sheko, and then my Neapolitan and Campania side says chucho. So I actually want to create a show called The Dialect Show. And I have, a, like, I'll be the Calabres. I got a Sicilian community. I got Frank Spadone, who's Barez, which Barez is the Chinese of Italian. It's, it's very like, difficult. It's incredible language, but it's, it's so hard to understand. difficult. My challenge is... I want to have the whole country represented. Oh, we got to have that. But the problem is, it, there's, there's no, and I hope somebody calls me out on this, there's no funny Northerners. <laughs> I swear to God. You're not going to find <laughs> any disagreement It doesn't here. exist. Yeah, I don't know. Are, there's fun. funny ones, but their grandparents came from the South. That's about the only ones yeah. I could find. No, I yeah, need a funny Italian, like somebody from Lombardo or Friolan. I'm trying to they imagine don't exist. like comedy in with a northern Italian accent. And it's like, sono andato a prendere questo. Ma I don't know if you're going to. Non si presentato. You're not like, going to find him in my Rolodex. I can tell you that much. But, but the Please Friolan... write to me, everyone, and tell me how you hate my northern accent. <laughs> yeah. Because people write and say how much they hate my Fugliese accent and whatever. So please make fun of my northern accent and I'll actually agree with you. So the northerners say that they speak proper Italian. Yeah. That's baloney. It's pure baloney. If you no, listen they have to dialects a, too. Have you, you ever heard Fri- Venetian? So Friuline, it's its own language. It's, own language, yeah. it's its own like official language. Venetians, they're all rough. Yeah. We would never understand it. No. You know, but here's the difference, not to get political, but you, I'm like a southern, uh, I, I don't want to say independentist, but I'm a very activist in my southernism in those regions either the region itself or the italian government protects them as minority languages like the friulani they have a protection for their language as a autonomous region well sicily's an autonomous region so there's does, no protection for sicilian i think so does genova like uh the genovese like they? the ligurian uh, i know in veneto they they have their own, they've passed regional laws where the language is introduced and i mean you know in italy it's easier to protect the tiny minority still speaking uh serbo-croatian than it is to the millions and millions speaking southern languages because it's, it's politics so yeah. bad it's horrible. It's hor- and so and we've got the older languages. To, I mean, to that's a whole nother episode, as yeah. John would like to say, yeah. of uh, how, you know, how uh, misrepresented Southerners are yeah. in, uh, you know, we get a lot of flack because this podcast is a little bit pro-South, but what are you going to do? 87% of the people in this country are from the South. I, I think we were okay. I yeah, th- but you know. like, you know what? We're the ones with the microphones and we're from <laughs> the right. South, so yeah. if yeah, you want to make sure you another welcome, podcast, uh, then oh, you're yeah. more than Italian, but find me one. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't, they're not in my circle. And if five friends from like Milan and uh, and Piemonte <laughs> yeah. and whatever want to make their own podcast, yes. be our guests. Yeah. We, we, we love competition. Wait, we got the new sound effects. Let me find the crickets. Hold on. What is it? Crickets. You hear that? That's what I, that would be the show with five northern Italians telling jokes. I just don't see it working. Yeah. They don't. They don't just, I don't know. But I'm I wish sorry. they did because I want to do the show. Sure. And I want to, like, it's it's going to be a comedy show that people come and they, I put up a word on the board or the big screen and then everybody has to say it in their dialect. I've That's done fantastic. this on stage many times. I actually, uh, 
when I have access to a lot of Italians, I'm like, okay, who's from the south? Who's from Sicily? And I pull Sicilian up, and I pull Calabres up. I'll put, and I'll bring people from the north. And you think they're all prim and proper, but then when they get to their deep word, yeah, it is like they're having as much fun as yeah. we are. But they're not. Uh, uh, there's not enough representation of northern Italians on stage. Yeah, because even they know they're not funny. They're such a they smaller minority, though. Too. I mean, numerically, we, we left in much larger numbers. But we did. no, no. But even in Italy, like they have a tremendous respect for the comedy yes, and the true. talent that existed in Southern Italy. Toto. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Massimo Troisi. Benigni. Well, Benigni was from Rome, but, yeah. you know, so sort of. Middle. Uh, you Middle, know. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the greatest comedic talents came from the yeah. South. Yeah. And it's just because the, uh, we're just more animated. Uh, they're, the mannerisms are different. What's funny about Sebastian Maniscalco as well, it's not the words that he's saying. He's a very talented physical comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His laughs come from more of like the jerking movements that yes. he's doing that accompany yeah. his jokes. It's not just, you know, because he says his, his timing decent, his delivery is good. It's really because like, you know, that whole bit with the answering your doorbell, like he's crawling on the floor. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's, he's got the sword in his hand. You see a sword. You know, he doesn't have a sword. You see a sword. He's, he's good that way. And that's what, I think we all relate to. We all talk with our hands. I mean, I grew up with a uh, with a Southern Italian actress yeah. as a mother. Uh, I just want to point out to the audience because this is perfect. You just were talking about talking with your hands and tapped your microphone as you were doing it with your hand. That's the perfect because we got these new headset mics. That's I was the perfect. I tapped it that too. Is the guys, because that's we, who we are. Yeah, we feel like we're in happens. space. <laughs> like but with these, with these, these they make headsets. it harder to They're, talk. My it ears are in pain. Thank yeah, you very much. I know. These but, are. Everybody loves the new sound. Everybody's uh, last episode. We got so many letters. How great it is to sound like a professional podcast finally. So, I I know it is very hard. I mean, eating. We we usually eat. How can yeah. you eat? You got a microphone in your face. But I guess it sounds better. We usually eat before, after, and during. The my podcast. stomach. I I hope these mics are not sensitive to the point of picking up the growling of my stomach. I know. Usually I know. we have stuff on the table, but uh, I know. can't do it with the. I usually bring rice bowls. <laughs> No. One time I, you didn't bring cookies. You remember you said you were going to bring some kind of cookie. Pat went crazy because he wanted the cookies. He was so, <laughs> what happened to the cookies? I'm going to say something that's a travesty. I've been off pasta and bread for about eight weeks now. God bless you. Yeah. Wow. And Why? I'm like, because A, I've had a little bit of a stomach issue, but uh, I'm also trying to lose weight. And it's the yeah. only way to lose weight. It is the yeah. only way. See, only, there's no other, yeah. it's just avoid the Italian diet is how to lose weight. <laughs> and I was up north, like I said earlier, with my parents. For five days, and the first two days, I completely refused to eat anything my mom was making. Wow! Like I couldn't. Wow. My mom was that must have made <laughs> her so angry. You, how dare you? How dare you? And then I just cracked. So for three days, I had eaten it. And so when you guys like, because I know you eat on this podcast, yeah. I'm like, oh, she don't bring anything because I can't break. I can't. <laughs> no. I can't. Luckily, it was too early, and we are too busy today. Yeah, that's you but... got lucky. And these things we're not going to make it easy. I mean, sometimes we sit and eat like. Meals and people can hear us like yeah. chewing and. I think part of the audience, like we have this uh, awesome Facebook group, part of our membership called the New Neighborhood, and it's our supporters. They join this membership group. They come and we get to hang out on Facebook and sometimes in person. And I always like to give them a shout out because they really do. First and foremost, they support us in what we're doing. But secondly, they actually mentally and emotionally support us too because they react with us to the episodes or what we're hearing from other uh, listeners and we discuss topics before and after and they inspire a lot and we learn a lot from each oh, other. I'm sure you get great ideas from them. Yes, we do. A lot of them. A lot of them. They send articles but 
they are definitely the hardcore listeners, and they love when we're eating because it sounds like their table. And I often think to myself, well, you know, there's got to be somebody out there who would rather have it sound kind of high quality than hear us eating manja the whole time. You know, like we we eat a lot of weird stuff, so we're we're trying different things. But in absence of having the food here and stomachs growling and diets, I have to say this has been a really enjoyable one. First and foremost, because I've been a fan of yours for a long time. Secondly, because I love when somebody has that passion that we all have for not just preserving a culture, but for pushing it forward and evolving it and putting it out there. And it's it's clear that you have that in everything you do. Um, I'll always be watching, and uh, I'm actually really, really hopeful we can get you back in here whenever your visas say you on. can. I, I'd love yeah. to be here, and I'd love to... Maybe one day uh, put a show together just for your viewers Let's or your it. listeners. Sorry, and uh, and come up with different ideas. Oh, uh, I love it! I think uh, you know the bigger, the more relationships we can build, the better. I'm going to ask your listeners to not only listen, but to share yeah. and to not just share the podcast, yeah, yeah, but also share their stories and their ideas and submit ideas that you can talk about so that you can continue this because this is so important to preserve what, what, what we have. Um, the less that we talk about stuff like this, the less we'll have in the future. And, so right. uh, uh, to all the listeners out there, thank you so much for, uh, having me on your show today. And, uh, yeah, let's keep being Italian. That's yeah, the best thing in the world. That, that was such a great outro. Keep being Italian, everybody. Well, Giuseppe, uh, mm-hmm. we've come full circle. I was on your podcast. You've been on my podcast now. I'm so glad that you're back in the States, legally, not legally. <laughs> I don't really care. Okay. I just love it that you're here, bro. Uh, you're really talented, and you deserve to do some really great things. I mean, this wedding that you're going to do tomorrow is tremendous. Like, when you're getting flown out to huge Italian-American catering halls for huge Italian-American weddings to tell jokes. You've arrived. To Calabrese people. Yeah, you've uh, arrived. I'm pumped. You know. I can't believe I'm it's so the people excited who made our wedding cake for my wife. Yeah, and I. how crazy is that? So she's Napolitan. Yeah. Sweetheart. She's uh, a doll. Yeah, and uh, he's Jayozan. So Jayoza is the next yeah. one over from my town, Siderno. Oh, that's where you're Calabria. from. I, so I'm okay. Sidenez, he's from Jayoza. And so our dialects are... So similar yet so different. Of course, I'm gonna rip on his dialect <laughs> hardcore <laughs> because I'll say like that over there, like uh, uh, th- that guy over there, Kilula. Yeah, and he'll and he's literally like next door. He'll say Kiyuya. Get out of here. Yeah, and it's I love I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. have so much fun with him tomorrow, and I'm excited because um, this is the first wedding I've ever emceed in in the U.S. and and I hope that it brings me back to many more. Oh, it's uh, fantastic! I love it here. I get very excited when I come here, and um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's important. It's keeping everything alive. Well, for the Italian American Regis and Kathy Lee, you're the best guest we could ask for, and I, I'm sure we're going to do something in the future. I'm confident, actually. If you guys are Calabrese, you love listening to Calabrese, please check out Giuseppe the MC at Giuseppe the MC on Instagram. Uh, he's all over the place. His videos are amazing. Share one of them today to keep it all going in the spirit of. Uh, Italians working together and if you want to see him uh, I want to see him too so why don't you write to somebody somewhere think about how you can put a show together for Giuseppe the MC it'll be a night of tremendous laughter I brought my parents and my nonna to go see him when he was up here we had a great time sold out performance he rocked the house you got to be out there you got to come see
Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Paisani out there, thanks again for listening to the Tan American Podcast, and we will be back with you next week for more of the joys of being Italian. Ciao. You have got the world on a plate. So see that you're born an Italiano and your life will be great. See that you're born an Italian if you want your life to be great. See that you're born an Italiano and your life will be great. See that you're born an Italiano and your life